on the good ship lollipop. It's a good... No, no, no. We don't start the show with Shirley Temple, okay? Little curly-haired mutant. Uh, This is the Harlan Highway. I am Harlan Williams. Welcome one, welcome all. I sound like a town crier at Christmas. Welcome one, welcome all. Merry Christmas, best of the season. But no, today we are not discussing Christmas. We are discussing men's toenails. Okay? Just as festive. Um, Depressed whales. Have you heard about these whales that are committing suicide because they're depressed? And then we're going to be touching on something that depressed me. Uh, I had a little situation when I was traveling. And uh, I I ran into a situation that caused me depression. And I'm going to tell you about it. Um, Also, we're going to have a special guest here today. We're going to tap into my feminine side. I guess uh, there was an article in the paper talking about how men should tap into their feminine sides more. So I'm going to be doing that. Um, We're going to be discussing women that have deep voices. And lastly, something that I hate, Dr. Ascot is here for one of my sessions. Good Lord, it's all right here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Harlan Williams here on the Harland Highway. And what a day you've tuned into here. Oh, what a treat I have. I brought in uh, Barbara Santana, who I guess uh, works with men to help them tap into their more feminine side. And You know, you get a lot of this stuff where... Men go through life, and they're all macho and everything, and they don't know how to reach their feminine side. So uh, we thought it would be fun to bring her in today and um, talk about that. How are you today, Barbara? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm great. This is, uh, you know, we've all heard of this, men not being able to tap into their feminine side. So what do we need to do? What does a guy like me need to know, have to do? to tap into his feminine side well there's a lot of steps but our first step in our you know if you take one of our classes is we have Mm. statements some feminine things that men like to work on and we usually make a tape for them and they can go home and practice them oh so like uh, vocal exercises and things yeah some phrases oh well should you want to should i try one i mean is it's not you know i'm I'm feeling a little weird about this but uh you know no it's nothing to be afraid of it's fun so i shouldn't be threatened at all okay I'll try it. Okay, well, the first statement we like to say is something, you know, nice and general, like, what a nice day it is. Oh, I can do that. What a nice day it is. (laughs) Yeah, very good. Is Um, that all right? Yeah, perfect. Okay. You might want to, you know, say it with a little more expression. What What a nice day it is. Great. What a nice day it is. Yes. Okay. Um, Don't the birds sound pretty? 
And with a little bit more... Yeah, a lot of emotion. Don't the birds sound pretty? (laughs) Yes, okay. Wow, Um, this is kind of fun. Okay, give me another one. This is easier than I thought. Okay, the next one is, I like to smile. I like to smile. (laughs) Great, isn't it fun? Yeah, this is kind of fun. Say it again. I like to smile. Okay. I, I think I feel that a little bit. Yeah, what else? Okay, the next one is... My new bra feels nice. My new... What is that one? My new bra feels nice. Um, okay. Go uh, ahead. My new bra feels nice. Okay. Say it again one more time with a lot of emotion. Can we... Is there another one? Or Okay. Okay. Good. Let's go to the I next one. I didn't like that one. Okay. I love my pink underwear. I love my pink... Um, okay, you can change it to boxers. I love my pink boxers. I, I think maybe we move on. I like the smiling and bird singing ones. Any more of those? Okay, let's let's try the next one. Okay. Um, I love it when Stephen kisses me. I love it when S- Stephen. I don't have to do this, do I? Yes, you do. That's part of the exercise. Okay, you can substitute this one. Say another name. I love it when David kisses me. Yes, but say it with more emotion. Have fun with it. David's, Come on. David's my brother, though. Okay, I love it when David kisses me. I love it when David kisses me. Okay, great. Again, say it one more time. I love it when David kisses me. I think we're almost out of time here, okay. Barbara. You want to try one more? Let's do one more, and then I'm sure we're out of time. Okay. I like the way he squeezes me in his big, strong arms. Whoa, look at that. We're out of time. Thanks for coming in. Uh, I feel really kind of good or better. Okay. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Barbara, somebody from the thing. This is Harlan Williams on the Harlan Highway. I got to go buy some hockey equipment. We'll be back in just a little bit on the Harlan Highway. What the hell was that? Where did you get her, Roger? What? We're still on? Uh, Harlan Williams on the Harlan Highway. What a pretty day it is. Okay, Roger, we don't need to do that again. Uh, we don't need that guest in, Barbara Santana. Uh, we, we don't need to do womanly things, us men. Well, wait a minute. <sighs> okay, you know what? Oh, boy. I'm just going to say this. There is one thing womanly that us men could do that I think would be doing the world a favor. <sighs> I'm just going to say this. I think we should paint our toenails. And when I say we, I mean men. Okay? And I don't mean it because I think we should be friffy and froofy and effeminate. Or uh, trying to make some kind of fashion statement or uh, stand out in the crowd or be eclectic or weird. I really think men need to paint their toenails because have you seen them? They are gross, okay? Most men's toenails are not in good shape. Next time you're at the beach or at the pool, just take a casual look around. Sneak a peek. Just kind of, you know, pretend you're looking down or texting or something and just take a peek at the dude's toenails. And uh, FYI, 
for your information, um, check out the toenails on older dudes. I mean, uh, some of these guys look look like they have leprosy. Some of them look like a, a skin flake floated out of the air and landed on their foot. Some of them look like they have scurvy or polio or something. I mean, some of these toenails, they make the Grinch that stole Christmas look appealing. They're just like cracked and dry and chipped and some of them are yellow. Some are bordering on a on a, a sickly taint of green. Some of them are curled upwards. Some of them are ingrown. Some of them, ugh. So what I'm saying is just put a coat of paint on them. Pink, green, black, purple, anything. Just hide these gross, scaly shark fi- shingles or whatever they are. They're like scales off a tarpon. Ugh. Just hide them, man. So, you know, women, your feet are generally pretty hot. Women seem to take care of their toenails better than men. Why don't you forgo the uh, painting of the toenails and let, let that be something us dudes take care of, okay? And we don't have to make mention about it. We don't have to say it's girly. We don't have to say, you know, oh, what's wrong with him? Let's just start doing it, and it'll be so normal that you'll seem like an outcast if you don't paint your toenails if you're a dude. Honestly, dudes, take your socks off right now. Or women, if you're with your boyfriends and you're listening, demand they take their shoes and socks off and just see what's there. See, it looks like someone dropped 10 Fritos corn chips on their feet. And they stuck to the end of the toes. They're just golden and crispy and curled up. Get the dip, man. Get the French onion dip and dig into them Fritos toenails, man. Ugh. So there you go. That's the one thing that I think men could do that traditionally is done by women. Okay? I'm not going to kiss Steve. I'm not going to hug my brother Paul. I'm not going to put on my pink underpants. I'm going to paint my toenails. Dragon green and go and have myself a Dairy Queen. Oh, 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 oh Charles oh, oh, Nelson O'Reilly. Those are whale calls, people. Yeah. I bet you never thought you'd be hearing whale calls on the Harland Highway. How about that little treat, huh? Oh, yeah. It's got to be tough being a whale, man, huh? The biggest mammal on the planet. And what's even weirder about whales is they have these suicides where they beach themselves. Who knew that whales could get so bummed out, man? I wish I could find a ledge to jump off of, man, but, you know, uh... I guess there's no underwater uh, ledges now that it, no one can find Atlantis, you know. They're big, fat, blubbery freaks. What what could be the thing that bums them out, that they're not fat enough? The other whales are heckling them? Can you imagine being depressed because you're not fat enough? Now that's Rosie O'Donnell syndrome right there. Hello! 
I mean, what could you be depressed about? Oh, man, my blowhole's infected, man. I'm so bummed out. I don't know. So they swim into the beach and they just die. That is a long-ass suicide, man. If I was a whale, I'd, like, swim headfirst into the love boat or something. Let a propeller go through my forehead. Captain, what's shaking the ship? Oh, nothing, man. We just got a depressed beluga. Cheer up, whales. Hmm? We spill enough oil in the ocean. Maybe we should start uh, spilling acid. Spill some LSD shipments. Let a big illegal coat boat coming up from Panama. Let that thing crack open. Get them depressed whales all cranked up on Snow White. Vision, dreams of passion. Oh, yeah. A very strange reaction. Have some whales raging, cranked up on ecstasy. Oh, yeah. Shamu in the hizzle. Hello. Ah, but we all get depressed, don't we? At one point or another, we get depressed. It's just, it's like any other emotion. We get happy. We get sad. We get giggly. We get every emotion. Depression's part of the human experience. And here's something that depresses me when I travel and things go wrong, like flights are delayed or flights are canceled or my car isn't there waiting for me or my bags get lost. You know, traveling to me is stressful and I don't love it. Um, so any anything that happens to uh, add to that experience in a negative way bums me out. I'm just like, oh, God, really? I just flew for eight hours, and the guy who was supposed to pick me up isn't here. Great. Um, yes, there's worse things in the world, but when you travel as much as I do, it, it hits you. So here's a story that bummed me out and was kind of weird. Um, I had to fly into a city uh, not too long ago. And, you know, here's how it works. I, uh, I, I sometimes fly into a city the night before to do a weekend at a comedy club. And in the mornings, I have to get up and do media. I have to uh, do Thursday and Friday mornings very early, a lot of times 6.30 in the morning to like 10 or noon or something. And I, they drive me from radio station to radio station to TV network to TV network. And I have to be on, I have to be funny at, uh, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm, I, You know, I pop out of a deep sleep. So naturally when I land, I want my ride to be there. I want to check into my hotel. I don't want any snags. I don't want any uh, missteps. I just want everything to be smooth, get in my room, and pass out, right? So on one occasion not too long ago, I had to fly to this city, and I had to take the red-eye. I took a red-eye flight. It left L.A. at about 11 at night, and it landed in my city at, like, 6 in the morning. And uh, I just had enough time to check into the motel. And actually, no, I didn't. What happened is the the owner of the comedy club picked me up at the airport 
and drove me right to the radio station. So I didn't even check into the hotel yet. So here I am. I'm tired. I didn't sleep on the red eye. I've been up all night. I get picked up at the airport. I go to all these radio stations, TV. I'm putting out all this energy trying to be funny. And finally we're done. We're going back to the hotel. And I'm like, oh, yes, please. Just get me to my room. I've got to sleep. I've got shows tonight. (gasps) Yeah, life is hard. Uh, So here's where it got a little depressing. I was already a bit burnt out, as you can imagine. I get to the hotel. Normally, bing, bang, boom, I get my key. I'm off to my room in about two minutes flat. I get there, and there's this nice old black lady standing behind the counter, older lady, and, uh, hello, Mr. Williams, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Here's my credit card. Here's my driver's license. And uh, let me check in. She's like, okay, here we go. And she's just sitting there for about a minute, two minutes. And finally, she didn't say anything. She's just looking at the computer. I go, is there a problem? She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't say anything. It's just that um, I guess because you came on the red eye, we were expecting you last night and not this morning. So we've had to do some jumping around here. And I'm like, really like what's the difference you know if i came in last night or this morning you still have a room reserved for me so i think obviously she wasn't the regular counter lady and uh you know she didn't seem like she was that well versed in how it all works so i go okay whatever let's just you know get it get it going and so The clock's ticking away, and another three, four minutes go by, and she's still staring into the screen like that little girl from Poltergeist just staring into the TV. They're back. And I'm like, is everything okay? And she goes, oh, yes, Mr. just, I'm just sorting everything out. And she starts clacking away on the keyboards. Clack, 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 clack. She's typing away, and I'm like, oh, God. So so now I'm we're rolling up on six, seven, eight minutes now. And now I'm starting to get irritable, and I'm, I'm being polite. I'm, I'm not getting mad. I'm just, but inside, I'm like, come on, lady. And she's dilly-dallying along, and soon we're into, like, the 12-minute zone. And I'm just, and finally, you know, she's clacking away, and I'm like, what is she doing on that computer? And then I look down. And this is where it gets odd, and I don't want you to think I'm being insensitive. I look down, and the God bless the the, the old woman has no fingers. Okay, and I—it's <laughs> not a punchline. I mean, I'm laughing because it's just—it's so bizarre. You've got someone who's been dilly dallying around on a keyboard for twelve minutes. And you're already fired up. Your blood pressure's going up. And you look down, and to make matters worse, this person that you're wishing would expedite all this computer work has no fingers. Okay? She had a thumb, and all her fingers were cut off almost at the knuckle. She had these little nubs, like a, like a, like a Greek sponge fisherman or something. I don't know what, what she was doing. I, I almost asked her, what the hell happened? But, of course, here I am going, oh, God bless the little angel. She lost her fingers. That was the angel on my left side. And then the devil on my right side was like, can you friggin' believe this? I'm up all night on the red eye. 
I'm tr- I've done all these radio and TV shows. I'm trying to get into my damn room. I've been standing here for 12 minutes. This woman's clacking away on the keyboard, and she's got no fingers? Why don't you just send me a blind guy to show me to my room? And so I know that sounds insensitive, but, you know, when, when you're fired up and you're angry, it's like last thing you need is another layer of nonsense to compact your problem. And you're like, show a little compassion, Harlan. She had no fingers. Yes, I know. I'm very compassionate. I would not make fun of this woman. I would not uh, insult this woman. I'm not uh, demeaning this woman. I'm just saying it was visually something that rubbed against what what I wanted to happen. What I wanted was some speed. I wanted my this process to be expedited. And the worst thing you could have working on a keyboard is someone with no fingers. And these little nubs were flying along, struggling, click, clack, click, clack. I'm just like, oh, boy. Great. Should be in my room in about nine hours. Little Betty Nublins here is, you know, <laughs> working, working her best. You know, she's working her best to... You know, get me into the system on the computer. How uh, how quickly can you get into the system with no fingers? You know, it's it's like I'm running outside. I got to get to a meeting. Taxi, taxi, taxi screeches to the curb with no wheels. He's riding on his rims. Uh, excuse me, sir. How long is it going to take to get downtown? Well, we're about a mile away. Okay. So I'd say about seven hours. Because you have no wheels? Exactly. And I also have no fingers, so holding this steering wheel is going to be a biatch. Great. So there you go. A little depressing. The lady turned out to be sweet as hell. Nice lady. We had a great exchange. By the time it was all done, we were smiling and giggling, and I felt bad. Woman has no fingers. But when you're when you're under duress when when you want something done and you don't have the tools to really do it at maximum warp you're obviously as a human being going to have a, a a a irritated reaction you know that selfish part of you is going to have an irritated reaction the compassionate side of me is like oh she's doing the best she can little angel little nut little stub angel oh Sweet nublins, sweet little koala clingers, you know. And then she started picking her nose and shoved her whole fist. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got into my room. Nobody died. There's a lot worse things going on in the world. God bless you if you have fingers. If you don't have fingers, it's all just whining and complaining. And I'm sure if this lady's listening right now, she'd be giving me her middle, her uh, her middle, her middle nub. She'd be flipping me the the the, the well the the ostrich because ostriches can't fly. All right, I'm just digging this deeper. We out. <laughs> Yeah, how you doing, doll? So let me get that straight. That two corn beef 
One cream soda and a ham on rye. Right, doll? Okay, baby. Coming right up. You got it. You ever hear girls like that, man? With that deep, raspy, smoker, log roller, truck driver voice? Yeah, okay, doll. I'll be right up with that. Yeah, okay. Sure, doll. Yeah. I'll tell you what, doll. You go right down the street. You take a left. You can't miss it. All right, cutie? Good. Okay. And for some reason, they always talk like that. You never just have anyone who talks normal with that frog voice. It's always like someone from Jersey or someone from Three Mile Island who's been sucking in radiation their whole life. Oh, what a beautiful day, huh, doll? Oh, my gosh. How about a cigarette? Mind if I smoke a cigar right in front of you or a didgeridoo? Mind if I light up a didgeridoo and help my uh, Adam's apple out here? Yeah, you're a real doll. Okay, doll. Wow. Ever watch The Little Rascals? Remember that old black and white show with all the little kids Spanky and Alfalfa and Buckwheat? And every now and again, this guy Froggy would come in. He had a real froggy voice like this. I wonder if that kid was breeding. And he just, like, gave spawn to all these little froggy-throated pollywog people. And they all, like, swam to a pond in Jersey. Be hard making love to a woman like that, wouldn't it? How's that feel, doll? Huh? That feel good, doll? Oh, yeah. Keep going, lover. Come on, doll. Don't stop, lover. Oh, that's nice, lover. Yeah. Keep going. Let's do it again, lover. Come on, doll. Oh, yeah. Nice, doll. Nice. Good stuff. You want a corned beef with that and a cream soda, doll? Okay, doll. Let me hook you up. <laughs> oh, gross. Ugh. And then nine months later, there she is sitting in the swimming pool laying frog eggs. Now you got a million little pollywog mouths to feed. This is Harlan Williams. Keep your lily pad clean here. On the Holland Highway, doll. (laughs) And speaking of creepy amphibian-like creatures... I just got a memo. Thanks, Roger. Way to dump this on me right at the end of the show. Pretty sneaky. I just got a memo handed me that I haven't seen Dr. Ascot for a while, and he's here. Great. I thought we were almost done the show, Roger. Now you dumped this idiot on me? (sighs) Let's get it over with. As you know, my boss upstairs, Mr. Featherstone, mandated it that I have to see this psychologist... Because they think I'm too out of control. They think I'm going to say something stupid, that I'm a liability. So to cover their asses, I have to sit with this stupid in-house psychiatrist. And he's got to deal with my issues. I don't think I have any issues, but that doesn't stop them from forcing me to do this. So get him in here. Here he is. Oh, God. Hello, Dr. Ascot. Hello, Arland. Hello, Dr. Ascot. Arland. What? I said hello. I detected some cynicism in your voice, Arland. I'm not being cynical. I just... What, Arland? I don't like you and I don't like doing this. Arland. Stop staring at me. And what's with the coconut-colored shoes? 
Holland. Holland. Well, come on, man. Who has coconut-colored shoes? God, you're creepy. Holland. What are we doing today, Ascot? Why don't you tell me, Holland, how have you been feeling lately? Honestly, I've been feeling overwhelmed, like I got too much going on, like the world's moving a million miles an hour and I can't focus on anything. Well, as you know, Holland, focus starts with the eyes. What does that mean? When you use your eyes to zone in on things, you are in essence focusing on them, Holland. Okay, well, I only have two eyes. I don't have a million eyes. I'm not a centipede. I think you mean centipedes have a million legs, Holland, not eyes. All right, whoopee-doo. Well, let's get it right, Holland. We don't want to anger Mother Nature. What are we doing, goofball? Holland. I think maybe you need more eyes so that you can absorb the world around you. Yeah, I wish I had more eyes so I could absorb the world around me. There's so much going on, advertising and work and social activities and news media. I get it, Holland. And I think I have the solution. What the hell is that? It's a potato, Holland. Why did you bring a potato? Take a close look at the potato, Holland. Yeah, so it's bumpy, it's brown. But what else do you see with your eyes, Holland? I don't know, little bumpy white things all over it. Those are called eyes, Holland. Okay, eyes, potato eyes, I get it. Well, what we're going to do, Holland, is cut the potato eyes out with my little Swiss army knife that my father gave me from when he was in the Swiss War. What do you mean, the Swiss War? Well, it's a Swiss army knife, Holland, so it must come from the Swiss War. What do you tell? The Swiss, Switzerland's a neutral country. They don't go to war. Well, my father must have been in a war. He has a Swiss army knife, Holland. Are you a dildo or what, Holland? What are you doing? I'm cutting the eyes out of the potato, Holland. I'm cutting out each and every little white beady eye. Why are you cutting out the eyes of the potato? Look at my hand, Holland. I have at least three dozen potato eyes. Okay, whoopee-doo. Now, what are you doing? I'm sprinkling them in your hair, Holland. Why are you putting potato eyes in my hair? Now you have three dozen plus two eyes, Holland. Are you... What did... God, these things smell. They're in... What are they doing in my hair? They're all sticky and gross. Holland, stop looking around. What are you talking about? Turn your head and look around and use your new three dozen eyes, Arland. I'm turning my head. I still see the same thing. That's my hair's full of potato eyes, you idiot. Arland, you've got to channel the eyes. Okay, let me tell you something, Ascot. You've done a lot of goofy things. These are p- called potato eyes. 
They're not real eyes. They don't have an optic nerve. They don't see anything. And even if they could, you can't just cut them out and throw them in my hair. And suddenly I'm going to see through all their eyes. What do you think you are, Frankenstein? Holland, look through the potato eyes. I'm not seeing anything, okay? Well, how about this, Holland, if I throw the rest of the potato right at your face? Ow! What the? Hold on. What, Holland? You hit me right between the eyes. Yes, Holland. And my my eyes, they're kind of blurry. Yes. I'm seeing like six different things right now. Excellent, Holland. Potato eyes. No, I think you damaged a nerve in my forehead. I can't... I'm seeing like six different images right now. Either those potato eyes are working, Holland, or you've turned into a spider. Get out of here! What, Holland? Get out of here! I'm lucky if I don't have to go to the hospital. Throwing a potato at my face. Holland, I want you to see things. I see the door. Get out, idiot. God! Hang on, let me shake my head. Ah, there. My vision's going back to normal. Get out of here, idiot! Are you sure you wouldn't like me to throw a cob of corn at your face? Get out! God! What an idiot! Guy comes in here throwing potatoes at coconut-colored shoes. Swiss Army. What a dillweed that guy is. Roger, really? Unbelievable. Well, I'm sorry we had to end the show with that downer. What a freak of nature, man. Um, well, anyways, thanks for hanging in, folks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being on the Harlan Highway. And, uh, you know, we'll just keep uh, moving the needle. We'll just keep moving the needle along. I'd like to put a needle in his neck. God, my hair's full of potato eyes. Anyways, uh, check me out uh, at Harland Williams on Twitter. Um, we have uh, the Harland Highway Facebook page, uh, Facebook backslash Harland Williams. You can uh, write to me at harlandwilliams.com. Check out the website. Check out the store. Check out the comedy schedule. I may be in your town or city. Uh, or you can call and leave a message at 323-739-4330. Always love to hear from the Pavement Pounders. And uh, that's all we got, man. That's all we got for today. I'm going to go wash my hair, get the potato grease out, flush some eyes down the drain. And uh, you guys keep it real in the deal. And uh, as always, until next time, chicken chow mein with a little bit of potato baby